Hey guys, Anthony here, and I just wanted to give you a big biohack thank you for listening. I'm so humbled and grateful that you're spending some of your day with me and the Biohacking Secrets Show. And if you get any value from this episode, or you've gotten value from previous episodes, it would mean the world if you could leave us a five-star review on iTunes and share this episode with your friends, family members, and coworkers on social media. That way we can continue to spread this information and positively impact as many lives as possible. And it's also how our podcast gets discovered by more people. So without further ado, please enjoy this episode of the Biohacking Secrets Show. This is your life and it's ending one minute at a time. I was blind, but now I see. Working jobs we hate, so we can buy shit we don't need. Ideas are breakfast. If you had one shot, everything I'd ever read, heard, seen was now organized and available. Now you fucking khakis. Life moves pretty fast. The Biohacking Secret Show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever it is that you are listening to this special edition storytime episode of The Biohacking Secrets Show. I am your host, Anthony DiClemente, and I think you're going to really enjoy today's episode, especially for those of you that enjoy new perspectives and the pursuit of truth. It's important before we dive in to mention that as with every episode of the Biohacking Secrets show, the opinions expressed in this episode are not those of myself, uh, the author of whom I'm going to be reading this excerpt, and they don't necessarily reflect those of the publisher, printer, distributors, or any establishments in which this book was sold. It's actually a very difficult book to find uh, nowadays, and, and you'll understand why when we get to the end. However, the facts speak for themselves. The information that I'm about to read to you is based on published and unpublished sources. The purpose is for the dissemination of knowledge and should not be construed as giving medical advice your choice of healthcare, and my right to express opinions based on experience and documentation are protected by the Constitution. It is my intention to provide you, the listener, with knowledge not being made readily available in order to be sure that the doctrine and informed consent is being fulfilled and that freedom of information is exercised. I would also like to specify that in no way are my opinions meant to discredit or belittle the men and women on the front lines of medicine, the nurses, doctors, healthcare workers who are out there every day fighting for our well-being. The medical field is one that calls people to action who, generally speaking, have giant hearts and want to do good. It's important to understand that about 100 years ago, when the Rockefeller Foundation uh, purchased the near-bankrupt American Medical Association, um, and engaged a man by the name of Andrew Flexner to write something called the Flexner Report. That was when the industrialization of medicine and the 
monetary policy behind many healthcare practices that are still in existence today, some of which we're seeing with the jab protocol and uh, C-19. So if you're not familiar with some of those things, I encourage you to go back and do a little bit of research so that it may be able to help you understand some of what is taking place today. And uh, like any profession, there are quote unquote good doctors and quote unquote bad doctors. There are people who engage in lifelong learning, who are constantly staying up to date with Uh, medical research and scientific studies. And there are people who only got their education in college and medical school and then stopped. So again, the opinions and content shared in this episode by no means are applicable to all medical professionals, nor are they meant to in any way put that profession down. I have nothing but the utmost respect for doctors, nurses, and health practitioners. And I didn't I wanted to make that clear before we dive in. So without further ado, well actually with a little bit further ado, um, the way that these special edition storytime episodes work, if you're not familiar and you haven't already listened to listened to some of them, is I read an excerpt from a book or research paper or study that has played an impactful role in my development as a coach. And um, and then at the end, I reveal what it's from. So that allows you to just focus on the content. And then, um, yeah, if you're interested in enjoying it, which I think you will be, Uh, Stay tuned to the end and I'll reveal what it's from in case you want to continue your learning and exploration. Okay, now, (laughs) without further ado, here we go. Let's dive into this special edition storytime episode of the Biohacking Secrets Show. The facts and the proof. There is no endemic AIDS is not contagious. Why being HIV positive is not a death sentence. What really causes AIDS. How AIDS can easily be prevented. How AIDS can be cured. You are the victim of a multi-billion dollar fraud. This is an incredible story of the arrogance, ignorance, corruption, and deception of of established medicine, the pharmaceutical industry, and agencies of the U.S. government. It's a factual account, completely documented, of the most horrendous and deadly scientific fraud in history. Let the truth be known, because all of the efforts of some very special people the most important medical message of this century has already reached the minds of millions of people. When you've read this book completely, you must come to the conclusion that the following are basic facts and truths. AIDS is not contagious. AIDS is not a sexually transmitted disease. AIDS can be easily prevented and cured. 
Dr. Gallo, the quote-unquote discoverer of the AIDS virus and his cohorts, are guilty of a conspiracy to intentionally commit criminal negligence. They are guilty of fraud and manslaughter. The so-called quote-unquote AIDS test is unreliable, invalid, and completely misleading. It inaccurately and undependently tests for immunity to an innocent virus. On the basis of a meaningless test, individuals are subjected to the killer drug AZT. All of the studies on AZT are fraudulent and misleading, including the first study, which resulted in the licensing of the drug. Side note here, Dr. Fauci was involved in the AZT approval and mass prescription of AZT, especially to the gay community. For those of you unfamiliar with the history around AZT, this actually got Dr. Fauci referred to as Dr. Death. I continue. The Food and Drug Administration of the United States, which licensed AZT, is aware of this fact and has not recalled it. They are guilty of criminal negligence and genocide. The AIDS hypothesis, its diagnostic tests, and its treatment are the deadly deception. Reflections before. When we were children, our mothers and fathers said there was Santa Claus, an Easter bunny, and a tooth fairy. Of course, we all believed it. After all, it was mom and dad who said they existed. And besides, when we were only children, the evidence seemed so convincing. There were presents, there were presents under the tree, colorful eggs hidden in strange places, and money under the pillow. It took maturity and facing the facts of life to make us cognizant of the truth. Most of us painfully gave up the myth. Now as adults, for 10 years, we have been told by our scientists, our government, and the media that there is a contagious epidemic called AIDS. And of course, we all believe it. After all, it is the quote-unquote authorities that say so. Besides, now we are adults, and we know better. It must be the truth. The evidence is so convincing. There are millions with the disease. They found the virus, and they even have a test for it. But what if it is a myth? What if AIDS is 25 old diseases which are given a new name? What if the facts are against the viral theory and there is no proof the virus causes anything? What if the numbers are only predictions that have proven to be 91% wrong during the first 10 years? What if the test is completely unreliable? What if the causes of acquired immune deficiency have been known for over 60 years? What if those causes are more prevalent now than ever before? What if the drug used to treat AIDS causes AIDS? What if the evidence is overwhelming that sex has nothing to do with AIDS? 
What if giving up this myth may save your life? Preface. This is a quote. Science based on misinformed consensus and circumstantial evidence invites disaster. End quote. This is a book of facts. It is not based on fact. It is fact. It is not based on hypotheses. It is fact. If after reading this book, you are not convinced by the factual and incontrovertible evidence presented, then the title of this book was well chosen. You've been victimized by the quote-unquote deadly deception. The words you are reading now were written after the first draft of the manuscript was completed. I gave the manuscript to so many individuals from all walks of life to determine what was left unanswered or where doubt still remained. The effort was well worth the investment in time and money. Their comments and questions were a revelation. It is imperative that you know the truth and that every question you could possibly ask is answered completely. The remaining doubts of some of the many who reviewed the manuscript persuaded me to return to my computer and stress the salient and vital facts which escaped the reader. The basic fundamental, cardinal, quintessential, and vital questions will be answered here in the preface and throughout this book. Forgive the repetition, but the web of lies has created a deception so thick and for so long that it takes a chainsaw to cut through to the truth. In spite of 30 years' experience in medicine, I realized that it took me four years before I suspected there was something wrong with the AIDS hypothesis. It took another five years for me to sort out the truth. Let logic and truth replace the monumental lies. In order for each section to be completely coherent, without the reader having to search back through the pages to recollect an important fact, I repeated the information for purposes of clarity and emphasis. The deception is about the AIDS quote-unquote epidemic. It is not, however, a singular deception. It is an intricate maze of lies, lies based on other lies, guesses, and distorted circumstantial evidence. It is quote-unquote science based on a misinformed consensus of honest physicians and researchers who trustingly accepted the hypotheses as verified fact. For 10 years, this was written in 1994, to give you guys a little context. For 10 years, the American people and the world had been victims of an, outs- of an astounding fraud. It is comparable to, but far more effective than Hitler's big lie in deceiving humanity. The majority of mankind was not even born when a short black-haired megalomaniac with a little black mustache convinced 60 million people, one of the most scientifically advanced nations of the world, that they were the blonde-haired, blue-eyed, Aryan master race. It is inconceivable that a people more intelligent than most could have 
more intelligent than most, could have been led to the most destructive war mankind has ever known. Yet today lies potentially, yet today lies potentially more dangerous than Hitler's are being disseminated by unsuspecting governments, the World Health Organization, and a media power that couldn't even be imagined in Hitler's time. Here are some of the most important lies covered in this book. Lie number one, AIDS is caused by the HIV virus. Lie number two, AIDS is contagious. Lie number three, a positive HIV test means death by AIDS. Lie number four, AZT is a treatment for AIDS. Lie number five, AIDS has no cure. The facts, the real truth. Number one, AIDS is caused by drugs and malnutrition, starvation, and the virus has nothing to do with it. Fact number two, the test for HIV is completely inaccurate, predicts nothing, and can cause severe illness illness through intense fear. And lie number three, AZT, the main drug used in treatment, actually causes AIDS. The brainwashing has been so incredibly effective that your first impulse will be to think that this book is the product of one of these ridiculous tabloids. However, everything in this book is factually documented. Many of the best and brightest scientists now condemn the AIDS deception and its originators. The perpetrators of the AIDS AIDS fraud are named. They dare not sue their accusers and go to court because their crime would be exposed and their growing tens of millions of dollars in profit would dry up. They have cleverly involved thousands of individuals and corporations, most of whom are decently motivated in their despicable theme. Worse, they have millions of scientists and physicians who, relatively ignorant in their arcane science, trustingly accepted the deluge of fabricated, sophisticated, and wildly pseudoscientific speculations as scientific fact. Then, with an army of duped and believing scientist followers, they backed up their atrocious scam with the idiotic proposition that the proof of the AIDS hypothesis lies in the fact that so many believe it. Although 60,000 papers have been written with money obtained from AIDS grants, not one of these papers proves scientifically that the virus causes AIDS. The original papers upon which the AIDS hypothesis was based are a sorry pretense of scientific investigation based on the worst kind of circumstantial evidence and then presented to the scientific community and the world as proven facts. The major perpetrator of the scam, Dr. Robert Gallo, has been found guilty of scientific misconduct, an interesting euphemism for scheming, lying, thievery. When finally brought to trial for his real crime, his defense will undoubtedly be that the AIDS hypothesis has never been anything but 
a hypothesis, and thus he will try to escape responsibility. The fact of this sordid affair, if justice prevails, should convict him of criminal negligence, fraud, and manslaughter. The monies that have been wasted in misdirected research, criminally negligent double-blind studies, fraudulent deadly therapy, invalid testing, and illegitimate profiteering could eradicate the real AIDS from our planet. After reading this book, some of you will, some of you will because of a 10-year media blitz of misinformation, still ask the question, quote, then why are so many people dying of a disease we never heard of before? End quote. The answer, one, AIDS is simply a new name for 25 diseases that have always existed. Number two, the causes of acquired immune deficiency have been listed in medical texts for over 70 years. They are, in order of importance, one, malnutrition, starvation, which includes nutrient deficiencies, drugs, radiation, and chemotherapy. Number three, it appeared to be an epidemic at first because the drug-addicted segment of the gay population began to suffer the effects from years of drug use. They became an identifiable group when they came out of the closet just prior to the quote-unquote epidemic. Number four, AIDS in Africa is what, what it has always been. Slow starvation and malnutrition. And it hasn't changed at all except for the name. Simply compare any AIDS patient with the appearance of a crack cocaine baby or the horrible television pictures of starving Somalians or prisoners in the concentration camps of Bosnia, Herzegovina, and Nazi Germany. The epidemic in Africa simply does not exist. It has been an invention based on completely false information provided by indignant families seeking funds from charitable agencies and also by AIDS workers seeking to protect lucrative jobs. The statistics released are all unverified estimates that have proven to be 91% wrong. Hemophiliacs get AIDS in small numbers because of additives and contaminants in their frequent blood transfusions. This book gives you proof it is not HIV. And the contamination of the blood supply, this is a side note, has further been documented by Dr. Judy Minkovitz and some of the books that she has written. Number six, the hemophiliacs uh, quote was number five, if I didn't mention it. Number six, AZT, a drug so toxic that it was discarded as a treatment for cancer and which causes AIDS, is being given to individuals because they tested positive for antibodies to an innocent virus. They will die of an acquired immune deficiency caused by AZT, and many of them are perfectly healthy. There are a couple things that make Lyme disease, and more specifically, the 
spirochete bacteria, Borrelia burgdorferi, particularly hard to treat. The first is that it's known as the great imitator, meaning that it mimics the symptoms of 200 other conditions. So a lot of times people think they've got thyroid disorder or adrenal problems or chronic fatigue or a whole host of other stuff going on, rheumatoid arthritis, when in reality they have a low-level chronic bacterial infection. The testing is notorious for producing false negatives. So a lot of people will get a Lyme test that only has maybe a 30% uh, accuracy level and they'll get a negative test result and then they'll go looking elsewhere and spend years or even decades going down the wrong path. And last but not least, the bacteria has this spirochete form, which means it's able to bury in our central nervous system, our brain, our connective tissue, and a lot of the most effective commonly known treatments for Lyme disease like blood ozone, ultraviolet blood radiation, IV light therapy combined with uh, intravenous um, vitamins, and then you have the herbal protocols like the Bunner protocol, the Cowden protocol, etc. A lot of times these get people results for a few months or even a few years, but they're unable to effectively get into the connective tissue and the central nervous system and get rid of the spirochete bacteria that are kind of hibernating there. And then it comes back. Well, Clinic St. George in Bad Eibling, Germany has developed a breakthrough treatment that they discovered almost on accident while helping people with cancer. It's called extreme whole body hyperthermia. And based on the 1927 Nobel Prize, they found that when you heat the body up in a safe and controlled medically supervised setting to 107 degrees for a period of two hours and maintain it there, you're able to wipe out uh, the Borrelia bacteria. And then when you follow it up with intravenous laser therapy and IV riboflavin, you're able to knock out the co-infections like Bartonella and Babesia that otherwise are able to maintain a foothold because you've got the Lyme bacteria, the Borrelia, suppressing the immune system. So if you or someone you know is dealing with cancer or Lyme disease, the St. George Clinic in Bad Eibling, Germany has helped over 25,000 people with cancer and now over 2,500 people with Lyme disease. And it's the most effective treatment modality that I'm aware of for helping with chronic Lyme, especially if you've tried a lot of the other things out there. And if you want more information, you can go online to their website, which is Clinic St. George. You can just Google that. That's probably the easiest way to find it. But their website, I'll spell it out for you. It's K-L-I-N-I-K-S-T-G-E-O-R-G.de slash E-N slash. That'll give it to you in English. And it's Clinic St. George in Bad Eibling, A-I-B-L-I-N-G, Germany. And I just did a podcast with their medical director, Dr. Dows. It's, I believe, episode 215 of the Biohacking Secrets show. So check that out if you are interested. And please pass this along to anyone who may benefit from it. All right. Thank you. Back to the episode. A warning of a different kind. Quote, that which is alien to nature 
cannot possibly correct what it undoubtedly caused, end quote. President Eisenhower, in his farewell address to the nation, warned of the military-industrial complex. The deadly deception of AIDS warns us of an even more serious threat to our lives, our freedoms, and our economy. The medical-pharmaceutical complex. This alliance fiercely resists and destroys all opposition to their false and restrictive concepts of disease and its cause. This conspiracy of arrogance, ignorance, and greed is costing hundreds of thousands of lives and wasting more than $200 billion yearly. The AIDS fraud is just one example of this catastrophe. We will lose the war on AIDS just as we have lost the war against cancer. We will never win the war against either unless we understand that the cause of all disease is an acquired immune system deficiency or direct damage to cells, whether it be via the contamination of our world, our cells, or in rare instance, genetically acquired. We do not quote unquote catch any disease. We simply succumb to our maladaptation to the environment, pollution of ourselves or pollution of the environment. If this were not true, then the first quote unquote epidemic on earth would have been our last. The epidemics and plagues of history killed millions, but more lived than died. Why? The survivors have always been those whose immune systems and defenses were intact. A healthy individual is one who has adapted to all of the conditions and everything that occupies our planet. This includes not only bacteria and viruses, but the air, the water, the plants, and all inhabitants, including our fellow human beings. We have altered our environment more in the past century than nature has over many millions of years. If we alter or destroy the ecosystem without the time or ability to adapt, disease and death will surely follow. There are better ways. They have been known for thousands of years. Now, just to interject here, if you guys are enjoying this episode, please share it. Send it to doctors, nurses, healthcare workers, co-workers, family members, anyone who will benefit from this information. As you're probably starting to make the connections, the information herein is more relevant today, post-2020, than ever before. And many, if not all, of the same principles apply to C-19. Back to the book. The challenge to HIV... ARC, and AIDS. There are three important components of the AIDS hypothesis which are being challenged as completely fraudulent and are at the core of a criminal conspiracy and negligence which are unequaled in history. They are the human immunodeficiency virus, HIV, is a virus that was initially discovered in the blood of several AIDS patients. It was hypothesized that the virus caused AIDS simply because it was there. 
However, there is no scientific evidence that indicates the virus is pathogenic, which means capable of causing disease in humans, and that it causes AIDS or any other disease for that matter. The AIDS-related complex, or ARC, has also been referred to as, quote-unquote, pre-AIDS, end quote. It makes reference to the complex of symptoms developed prior to the onset of one of the diseases of AIDS. In medicine, the symptoms are often called, quote-unquote, nonspecific and include such things as fever, glandular swelling, weight loss, diarrhea, etc., The acquired immune deficiency syndrome, AIDS, is a syndrome and not a disease, just as its name implies. It is a collection of an ever-growing number of diseases which have been placed in one pot. It is like a vegetable soup containing many vegetables, except that in this soup, all of the vegetables are supposed to come from only one seed. Now, If that's confusing, they will provide you with 41 different explanations or hypotheses as to how this might be possible. These explanations are all figments of constipated thought, and there is no laboratory evidence confirming them. Fact. Not one single reference paper, scientific proof, exists proving that HIV is the cause or even a cofactor of AIDS. Fact, probably most, if not all of the causes of AIDS are already known for over 70 years and HIV does not qualify as one of them. Fact, HIV was decreed as the cause of AIDS by a politician and a virologist who has been found guilty of scientific misconduct. Fact, condoms cannot stop a disease that is caused by starvation, i.e. malnutrition, nutrient deficiencies, and drugs. Fact, as long as the deaths due to starvation are blamed on the quote-unquote AIDS virus, the responsibility of ineffectual and corrupt governments for the real cause will remain unchallenged. Hundreds of billions of dollars will be wasted and ineffectual and deadly treatments will be employed. Fact, the studies on which the release of the drug AZT was based are fraudulent. Be prepared to read or listen to what may seem to be unbelievable, but be assured that everything presented has been fully documented and it is factual. This is not some wild, unfounded theory about CIA agents testing a potential biological weapon on unsuspecting gays in the United States or on blacks in Africa, nor is it an equally ridiculous story of green monkeys or or a concocted preposterous theory about a contaminated vaccine, although our government has sadly admitted to similar crimes. You might want to look into the Tuskegee experiments where the African-American community was, unbeknownst to them, injected with syphilis. And there may be a similar etiology or uh, root cause behind many of the documented cases of Lyme disease where people were not bit by a tick. But I digress.
This is a true account of perfidy for profit and power. Many incredible crimes against humanity have been perpetrated by tyrants and often even in the name of God. This is the true story of a small group of scientists, government officials, and pharmaceutical executives who have turned their backs on science and humanity for personal gain. We are witnessing what may become the greatest genocide in in the history of mankind caused by fraudulent diagnoses and treatment and misdirected research. There is what appears to be an epidemic of acquired immune deficiency diseases. However, the well-known causes of these conditions have been treacherously and maliciously misrepresented and replaced by a retrovirus, which cannot possibly be responsible. The human immunodeficiency virus is a myth. It is not at all what it is claimed to be. This document will present the hard facts in contradiction to the purely hypothetical conjecture and distortion of what is now referred to as AIDS. The motives are money and power, and perhaps genocide. Recently, more than 500 of the world's most prominent scientists banded together and formed the Group for Scientific Reappraisal of the HIV-AIDS Hypothesis. The founder of this group is Dr. Charles A. Thomas, a Harvard biologist. The impetus for this action began in 1987, when the world's most knowledgeable and honored retrovirologist, Dr. Peter Duesberg of the University of California at Berkeley, challenged the HIV-AIDS hypothesis in the journal Cancer Research. The purpose of this book is to explain in language that can be understood by all what I believe is the most despicable, shocking, and malignant deception. It has the potential to exceed the Holocaust in its toll on human life. It will be this deadly deception, and not AIDS, that will be responsible for this genocide. I do not wish to be diplomatic or mince words, because there is no time for diplomacy. Mass manslaughter is being committed by a few scientists who have knowingly and purposely misled thousands of their trusting colleagues in a carnage that could be unparalleled in history. They cannot claim ignorance, for they have answered serious scientific challenges with slander instead of proof. They have used unsuspecting, well-meaning physicians to deliver their victims into the arms of death. This horrendous murder and profiteering must be stopped now. Chapter 1. The History of the AIDS Epidemic. And this is a quote from Dr. Peter Duesberg, Professor of Molecular Biology, University of California, Berkeley, National Academy of Sciences. Quote, HIV does not cause AIDS. The point that everyone is missing is that all of those original papers Gallo wrote on HIV have been found fraudulent. The HIV hypothesis was based on those papers. End quote. In 1980, Dr. Robert Gallo, a retrovirologist with the National Cancer Institute, discovered the first human retrovirus. HTLV-1. 
A retrovirus is distinguished from an ordinary virus by virtue of the fact that their RNA is converted to DNA by an enzyme called reverse transcriptase. Its replication and survival is totally dependent on the viability of the host cell. If the host cell dies, the virus is finished. Dr. Gallo knew this basic fact. However, he would soon purposefully, purposely ignore this fact in order to serve his own needs by claiming that the virus was very, quote unquote, mysterious. Somehow it would mysteriously survive while mysteriously slaughtering T cells by the millions. This has never been observed. He had contended in the past, but failed to prove that the very same retrovirus, HTLV1, caused a specific type of leukemia, which was occurring in Japan. The power of position, that of being a top government official and scientist, has allowed the erroneous label of quote-unquote leukemia virus to remain intact, even though it was rejected by the scientific community. In 1981, it was proposed that an acquired immune deficiency was the basis for a new syndrome of diseases, AIDS, that appeared to be surfacing amongst promiscuous male homosexuals and intravenous drug users. Dr. David Durek of Duke University, a recognized expert on infectious diseases and the immune system, though admitting the prevalence of drug use, particularly particularly poppers or amyl nitrate, and repeated multiple infections, ignored these well-known causes of immune deficiency and announced that this quote-unquote truly new syndrome, end quote, must be due to, quote, some new factor, end quote. Continuously, this group of scientists has resorted to theory, not fact, as to how the AIDS virus supposedly accomplishes its dirty deeds. The words, quote, it is thought, end quote, are constantly used in casual conversations or in the non-scientific articles and popular magazines and books. In the scientific journals or lectures, the theory is presented as established fact, although there are no facts involved. It is portrayed as an established truth and therefore is accepted as such by most scientists, including physicians. The so-called HIV virus is still referred to as a quote-unquote new virus in spite of the indisputable evidence to the contrary. Incorrectly, the virus has been characterized as quote-unquote attacking or quote-unquote infiltrating the immune system when in reality this is impossible because it is not alive and does not invade. Think about that, guys. This is also an important point. Viruses are not alive and they do not invade. Bacteria are capable of this, but not viruses. Retroviruses are engulfed by the cells and incorporated into the cell's life processes. In 1983, Dr. Gallo embarked on a mission to convince his fellow scientists in the absence of any scientific experimental proof whatsoever, 
that another virus he discovered caused AIDS. At a widely, at a widely publicized press conference held in Washington, D.C. on April 23, 1984, Dr. Gallo announced that he had discovered the cause of AIDS. He claimed the unearthing of a new retrovirus, which he had named HTLV-3, thus inferring that it was a member of the family of retroviruses that he had previously discovered. His claim was bolstered by Margaret Heckler, Secretary of the Department of Health and Human Services, who was under great pressure to come up with some answer to the looming epidemic. Heckler claimed, quote, Today we add another miracle to the long honor roll of American medicine and science, end quote. She also promised that we would have a vaccine within two years, undoubtedly as a result of Dr. Dr. Gallo's grandiose urgings. That very day, Dr. Gallo filed a U.S. patent for an HIV test kit that was destined to make him very wealthy. That very day, (laughs) Dr. Gallo unquestionably, very knowledgeable in retrovirology, chose to set aside the facts and become the quintessential intellectual whore. The benefits to Dr. Gallo are money and power, but the costs to humanity are suffering and countless unnecessary deaths. In contrast, street prostitutes are honest. You know what you're getting and you know the risks. And by the way, AIDS is not one of them. Margaret Heckler very quickly awarded the lucrative contract for AZT to Burroughs Welcome Pharmaceutical Company before the first scientific paper ever appeared in any, in any U.S. journal. AZT was a drug in search of a disease. It had been sitting on the shelves of the National Institute of Health since the 1960s. It was an experimental drug that had failed as a cancer remedy and had been, and, and had been declared too toxic to use. Retrovirology had gained importance because of Nixon's, quote, war on cancer, end quote, and the belief that a retrovirus might be the cause of cancer in humans. This approach seemed logical at the time because retroviruses typically prompted cells to multiply, a characteristic of the cancer process. This is directly opposite to the cell destruction that normally occurs in viral infections. Not only did that war fail, AZT failed, and retrovirologists came up empty-handed after 20 years of intense and arduous research. Alas, a whole group of scientists without a raison d'être, as you would expect, as you would expect in 1980, let's start that over, (laughs) as you would expect in 1986, the International Committee of Retrovirologists named HIV the cause of AIDS. By giving credence to the hypothesis in the absence of proof, they became party to the conspiracy. It is just what one would expect 
when frustrated, unsuccessful foxes are left to guard the hen house. All right, guys. So that is good for today's episode. Again, if you appreciate the things we're sharing on the Biohacking Secrets Show, please share them. Please leave us a review anywhere that you listen to podcasts. That's how we get our information out there. Um, Today's episode of the Biohacking Secrets Show, our special storytime edition, is from the book Deadly Deception. And it is by a man, uh, last name Wilner, W-I-L-L-N-E-R. He's an MD, PhD. And the subtitle is The Proof That Sex and HIV Absolutely Do Not Cause AIDS. Uh, You may have a very difficult time finding it in hardback, but it can be found online and downloaded in PDF form. So... Uh, that's it for today. If you enjoyed this, please continue reading. We were only on page three, but the algorithms are becoming more and more adept at picking up on the verbal word and, uh, subsequently censoring anything, sharing information that these powers that be, Uh, the medical, industrial, pharmaceutical complex, etc., don't want getting out there. So what can you do against or to combat that? Share, 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 share. I appreciate you guys very much. Please leave us a review if you found any value in this episode or any past episodes of the Biohacking Secrets Show. And if you want more information on our coaching program, you can go to biohackercoaching.com. That's B-I-O-H-A-C-K-E-R-C-O-A-C-H-I-N-G.com. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon. What's up, guys? Anthony here. And one of my favorite things to do is helping men and women like you feel what it's like living life with the body you've always wanted and all day energy that starts the moment you wake up and doesn't quit. Over the past decade, we've created a proprietary health assessment that helps me to identify the unique toxicities and deficiencies that are holding you back from the life that you deserve. And what we've discovered in doing this now with thousands of CEOs, executives, professional athletes, businessmen, Hollywood celebs, and entrepreneurs is that there is always room for improvement and optimization. So if you're looking for help with this stuff and you'd like to see if you're a fit to work with me one-on-one, this program is usually full year-round with a waiting list, but we just had a few spots open up. And I wanted to make this available to the listeners of the Biohacking Secrets show first. So what you want to do if you want to apply is head over to biohackingsecrets.com forward slash coaching. That's www.biohackingsecrets.com forward slash coaching, C-O-A-C-H-I-N-G. Fill out the short application form. And if you're pre-approved, you'll be given the opportunity to book a time to connect with someone on our team and see if it's a fit. Thank you so much for being a part of this community. I look forward to potentially going on this journey together.